episode two, where each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. Understanding that business is a, is a living, breathing thing and relationships are a living, breathing thing and, and, and you have to be adaptable, stay humble, stop this whole entitlement thing. Uh, it is just getting out of control. Uh, listen to people, uh, you know, be structured in what you do and be logical, but at the same time, be creative and think outside the box. Um, expand your skill set. Uh, I, so many kids that I, that I, I come across, I mean, they just want to jump right into something. I am your host, Christian DeVries with Boyd Hamlin, and our guest today is Greg Allen. Greg Allen is the founder and CEO of College Fit Finder. Greg grew up playing college or playing soccer in Las Vegas and quickly learned of the limited college playing opportunities offered in Nevada. After a chaotic and daunting recruiting process, he landed at California Lutheran where he was a two-time all-conference player. He captained the squad of his senior year and he was also selected to the All-Western States academic team and was honored as an SCIAC Conference Student Athlete of the Year. Upon graduation, he's had a three-year stint as the assistant at Cal Lutheran, and then he coached two nationally recognized club programs where he continued to grow his passion for helping the high school student athlete. He leveraged his experiences in the recruiting world and began a career at CSA Prep Star, where he worked his way up to the head of operations with the company. In October of 2011, Greg left and co-founded College Fitfinder with his sister Stacy as they finished their first version of the system two years later. College Fitfinder streamlines how clubs operate internally by providing coaches, teams, and players with the technology solutions they need to combat the issues faced in the recruiting process. These guys understand the recruiting process. It's frustrating, it's time consuming, it's elusive. It is crazy and it is ever changing in today's world. Even the most talented players need to take it seriously. Don't make the mistakes of doing this on your own. I personally know Greg. I have had connections with Greg with our, the new alliance called Solving Soccer Alliance, and he gets the recruiting process. And I just thought he'd be a great guest for us to bring on today for the Peak Performance Mentor because of his journey in building College Fit Finder, and it's a story that needs to be really, really told. Greg, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Did I miss anything? Can you fill in any blanks from the bio? Uh, no, I, I think you covered it all. Wow, thank you for the, uh, the nice intro. Thanks for having me back. Excited to, to have you with us. Let's go ahead and jump into the game, and we'll start with the first half, where we like to talk about our mentors. Mentors matter. Our mentors help us expand our vision. They help us see further, and they stretch our horizons. Greg, you and I have talked, and I know you've had a number of different mentors in your life as you've started to grow this business and this incredible program that you have. Can you share with us uh, you know, a couple of your mentors and how they've helped you develop College Fit Finder? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not necessarily in terms of uh, developing College Fit Finder, but the, the, the mental process that kind of goes into it. Um, you know, the first one that kind of jumps to my mind uh, was my soccer coach growing up. Um, for about six years in, in Las Vegas, and uh, Jason Diorio. Uh, he, especially on the field, really helped me to understand a little bit better about relationships uh, in terms of 
Uh, you know, soccer is not always about the X's and the O's, but uh, it's about the relationships. And as a coach, you can get a lot out of your players if you have a better relationship with them. So uh, I learned not just from that on the field, but I apply a lot of the things I learned from him in the business world and just treating people the way that I want to be uh, treated myself and motivating them at the company. Um, we try to keep it light and, and, um, and fun. Uh, and I think if you can do that, you get a lot of, out of people. Um, another one that comes to mind is our, one of my current business partners, Mark Norze, and he's, uh, he's been fantastic with the kind of upper echelon business world that I am new to. I mean, there's a lot of sharks out there. There's a lot of juggernauts, and uh, he helps to navigate that with me, um, and the family always comes first to him. So it's always nice to have somebody side by side with you in the trenches um, that really put things in perspective and priorities. Uh, in line, but probably the the biggest one for me was uh, my uncle uh, Frank Corsino. He was probably my first big mentor, um, life mentor, I would say. Uh, I started working at Wells Fargo right out of school. Um, you know, went into the sales world um, where I was having a lot of success, but uh, also struggling on some things. I ended up leaving there. Just had a bad experience with um, my manager, um, who you know had certain ways of dealing with people and it just wasn't for me and I, I wanted to get back into the soccer world and I wasn't able to so I started working with him and um, you know, so I had this really bad first impression of, of business people and everybody's a shark and everybody's sleazy uh, and he just kind of brought me back to reality that um, you know the misconception of that business people are always looking to kick people in their teeth on the way to the top uh, and he puts family first and priorities first and people first. Um, so it was all, it was fantastic learning from him. He had a consultant background. So uh, he was always on a daily basis asking the question, you know, how do we do this better? Um, how do you do it better? Uh, and so everything that we did, we always looked at from an efficiency standpoint or from uh, a product standpoint or whatever we were doing. We worked in a lot of industries in the, in the youth sports market. So um, he did a lot of things in terms of pulling me out of my comfort zone and, you know, knowing me and my background. I'm very, uh, my, my, uh, my traditional, I guess, sense if you had to qualify me, I'd be type A. Uh, everything has to be in line. Everything has to be structured. And he just ripped me out of that. And uh, in, in really understanding that business is a, is a living, breathing thing and relationships are a living, breathing thing. And, and, and you have to be adaptable. Uh, you have to be flexible. Um, and uh, his hard work, his work ethic, and it was just just unwavering. I've never seen somebody work so hard, but at the same time apply the saying, work smarter, not harder. Well, you combine hard work along with it, and you get him. And so it was just really nice being my first mentor in the business world, um, you know, seeing that you don't have to treat people badly to get what you want out of this world. Um, and... So I thought that was, you know, really relevant in terms of, you know, the one shining star for me and kind of helping guide me along my path. Uh, but I also think that it's important that you pay attention to people that do it the wrong way. Uh, and I don't even know what you call them, but your anti-mentors, those people that stuck out to you that were toxic, that just were disruptive, treated people the wrong way. And if you look at the way that their cause and effect on how they treat people um, and their relationships and, and, and what they do. Uh, and you pay attention to the cause and effect and how it makes people feel, how it made you feel. 
um, you don't do those things. I learned a lot. Probably I won't mention any names, but on the soccer field in terms of coaching, um, I learned more on how not to do it, and it started sparking questions in my brain of how do you do this better because this can't be the way. You can't make people feel this way on a daily basis or run these types of drills and expect a certain outcome. Um, so I think it's important to pay attention to that side of the table and that side of the equation as well, not just trying to find people that are mentors, but paying attention to people that are doing it wrong. Wow, Greg, you, you dropped three or four different nuggets in there that I wrote down, um, you know, that, that people and business is, are living, breathing organisms. I, I, I love that. And paying attention to who's doing it wrong and how they're doing it wrong is just, it's a major opportunity for growth when you look at that. Uh, you know, I want to, I had a couple follow-up questions, but I don't need to ask the questions because you really spoke into them already in terms of the lessons that you've learned and how you continue to grow. I guess my, what I would like to ask you out of what I just heard you say is, can you maybe share with us one of the things that you learned not to do? Oh, one thing not to do. Um, I guess be two-faced. I, I guess it would just be to be honest and transparent. Um, I know that's not always everybody's style, but it's really worked well for me um, that when you are um, upfront, and it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it, uh, and you're always honest, whether it's you're coaching on the field with your players or you're talking to your parents about you know, their kids' performance on the sidelines, you, know, you don't have to be a jerk about it, but you need to be honest. You need to be transparent um, because I think that's how people develop. And if it's either on the soccer field, it's treating people in the business world, um, it's just treating people in general, um, in, in your general life. That's the way I like to live uh, the way that I live. Uh, it's worked well for me, and I don't plan on changing. Hey, fantastic. And you, you, Greg, you and I have talked. I've been a college coach for, for the 20 years and having to deal with the recruiting process. And I shared with you a number of times what I loved about your program is have you built in those systems and those tools for coaches and DOCs to really be able to communicate with the players about honesty <coughs> and finding the right fit. And, and, and coaches out there, I just want you to hear what Greg said that was so powerful. And that is to be honest with where your kids are at. You're, if you're going to help them find the right fit for them, be honest with them where they're at, and you're going to get a lot further, and you're going to create a lot happier athlete and, and family as you're working with them. Hey, I, I want to turn this over to Boyd as we go into halftime. That was a great first half. <laughs> Got to say that uh, in moving into, into halftime, we, we always want to uh, move into our first half uh, very nicely and, and, and make the most of it, but whether it be the second half of a game or second half of life, we want to ask just a couple of questions of you, Greg, that might bring some insight to our listeners for their journey. And so I've got about four questions here. Let's see uh, how quickly we can uh, wrap through these during our halftime. Uh, the first question okay. is, uh, is there a book that, you can, that you're reading or that you've read that you can recommend to others that's been beneficial to you? And uh, why would you recommend that book? Uh, well, I, I, being honest, I'm not the biggest reader. I re read a lot of articles, but not necessarily books. But the one that I came across uh, that was a page turner for me was a book called Question-Based Selling. Uh, and I did have to look it up by Thomas uh, Fries, and I, I might be selling his, saying his name wrong, but uh, Question-Based Selling. And one of the things that the book teaches is, you know, um, 
you have two ears and one mouth and, and you need to use them in that, uh, uh, in that ratio. You need to listen. Listen to people uh, and listen to what they're saying. Listen to what their, their pain points are in whatever capacity of life that is. Um, but make sure to, to, to listen. Um, and when you are talking to people, and if you, if, let's just take the, 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 the sales world because uh, it applies to this book, that if you, if you ask the right questions, um, you can lead somebody down a path. Uh, and you essentially allow them to make their own conclusions about life, uh, about the game, about their training session. Uh, I can either go to a kid at, at, at the soccer practice and I can tell him, hey, you didn't do this very well. Well, he's going to go home. Maybe he took it. Maybe he didn't. Um, but if I can ask the right questions to the right people in the right situation, whether it's a personal relationship, whether that's somebody on the field, I mean, whether it's wife. Uh, if you can ask the right questions in the right moment uh, and allow them to come to their own conclusion, I think that that's a much more powerful statement. And I'm going to move right into uh, the next question here is a favorite quote. You got a favorite quote, and who's that quote from? I did. I, um, it was, man, I keep going back to uh, my first. Apparently, Wells Fargo had a much bigger impact on me than I, than I knew, but uh, my regional manager used to come in there all the time to our office uh, as he would make his rounds to different branches, and he would tell us all the time, hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. He would beat it into our heads. And I thought, what a relevant life lesson to anything. We're not talking about spiritually here, but just in general. Um, you know, you, you apply this to uh, the soccer field, to any, um, any athlete. You don't practice? Well, you want to just cross your fingers and just pretend like this is going to happen for you whether it's in life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's in business, whether it's on the field, good luck, man. Go ahead. Cross your fingers yeah. and see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a fantastic uh, quote, and that leads very nicely into our next question. You sound like a guy that's got uh, a lot of good daily habits, and we all know that success is found in our daily habits. Uh, give us a personal habit or a ritual that you do every day that contributes to your success. Oh, goodness. Uh, smile, laugh. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are going to come at you, uh, a lot of curveballs. You don't have a sense of humor about things in life, then good luck. Um, I, I think the one thing that I would probably do is sometimes uh, when I'm driving, I turn off uh, the radio, and it gives me a yeah, – you know, I live in Southern California, so if I'm stuck in traffic, you know, I turn off the radio and – it gives me a couple hours to think about strategy in my life and uh, just a chance to reflect. I know a lot of people will meditate, uh, clear their head. That's one thing for me uh, that I seem to do that I have a lot of epiphanies on the road that, oh, my gosh, what if we did that? And, uh, and, and so I make mental notes and try and write them down when, I, when I'm uh, able to stop. But that's one thing that I kind of do. Uh, that, that really helps me focus on long-term strategy because uh, for a two-hour period, I've got nothing to do but think. Yeah, so that's, that's great advice. A lot of people get in the car and they'll turn it on and turn their brains off, and this is a great opportunity for some think time. So that's a mm -hmm. great uh, daily habit for others to, to learn, even from this call, to uh, make a habit in their daily lives as well. Uh, hey, we got one more question for our halftime show, and uh, here it is. Uh, what is your measuring stick 
to achieve peak performance in this season of your life? Or in a shorter way to say that, what are your current goals? <laughs> current goals? Uh, my goodness. Uh, my current goal right now, I have a one-month-old and a, uh, a 21-month-old, so a two-year-old. So my, my goal right now is not to fall asleep. Uh, in you know that's that's really my current goal uh, in life. But uh, uh, you know survival. I guess that would be a good one. So I'm surviving right now. Um, but uh, I guess I am more on the serious side for the the, the company. Uh, we are growth. I mean I, I think that we have our technology at a point that we are excited about. Uh, we have feature after feature that are coming out. We have a pipeline. That uh, of new features that are incredible. We're adding on entirely new uh, uh, service lines to what we do, um, but I, we haven't had our explosion yet. We haven't had our you know big moment in the sun. I think we've had steady growth for uh, for a long time, but we haven't blown up. And I, I think that we've flown under the radar screen on purpose for a long time, and I think we're finally ready to just blow up. So. Um, you know, that's kind of our current goal is growth over the next uh, six months to a year. Wow, that's uh, th- that's good. Uh, <clears throat> that's good information right there as far as uh, just us knowing what your goals are and to, and to come alongside you down the road and say, hey, how's that going for you? But I want to end our halftime with just one thought that you gave us at the tail end of our halftime, and that is to not fall asleep. You can surely miss a lot of things <laughs> if you walk around sleepy right yes yes and let's uh, let's turn this back over to christian and let's get into our second half a great halftime uh we'll, we'll call that a super bowl halftime because that was a little a little over a normal halftime but there was great stuff that happened in there <laughs> uh, as, as we go into the second half this is where we really like to learn from adversity and failure Thomas Edison is famous for saying, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Greg, we've highlighted some of your successes. You've shared with us some of the great things that are starting to happen with College Fit Finder. But what I'd really like you to share with our audience is maybe one or two of those failures and how you overcame them, how they become your stepping stones to your success. A couple that come to mind aren't actually associated with the company, and yet they're quite relevant to why we are successful right now. Um, the first one is uh, kind of a strange one. Uh, it, it was uh, my previous relationship. Uh, I was in one for almost nine years. We were going to get married, and um, it uh, ended up not working out, and I was absolutely crushed. I mean, it sort of line up the worst possible things in that moment that I thought could happen to me besides somebody dying or passing away, this was it. This was like a death to me. And uh, I was in this haze for a very, very long time, and I finally kind of came out of it uh, and, and had a little bit more of a, a spiritual enlightenment in, in my relationship uh, with, with Jesus and, 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 and really shedding this fear of life. Uh, and it was right, uh, it was before we had started the, the company. And it was one of the reasons why I ended up starting the company is because I had this, this cloak of fear and, and kind of going back to some of the things I said in the previous questions that I grew up being um, very structured, very type A. Uh, and so to take a leap of faith uh, and just understand that I, I could shed that fear and move on and looking at life 
uh, in a different light uh, was very big stepping stone for me. And I've used that in this is the worst thing that I could have possibly imagined for myself in this moment, and I survived. And I, and I took a step forward, and I took three steps forward, and before long, I couldn't even see it in the rearview mirror anymore. So I, that to me is, was, was a big life lesson for me that, um, you know, bad things are going to happen, but uh, if you really keep, uh, you know, pushing forward, um, you'll, you'll end up seeing that those are some of the, the best things that have ever happened to you. Um, and I think another one for me was something that happened was actually my, my wife. Again, it doesn't have anything to do with the company, but again, it has everything to do with the, the, the company and, and just my general life. When I started the business, I was so driven. Um, when I started with my, my sister, I was so, so driven to be diligent on a daily basis that I, I kind of stopped stop, uh, smelling the roses along the way. And I was dating my wife, uh, which is now my wife, and at the time, we kind of broke it off because I just didn't feel like I was treating her the best uh, that I could um, in that moment. I really liked her, and I just didn't have the time. I remember my dad sitting me down. It was one of the, the, those few moments that your dad gives you that, that fantastic advice and says, and he's asking about that girl that I was dating. I said, well, kind of pushed her aside. You know, I'm just all about the business right now. And then he just kind of looked at me and shook his head, and he said, you know, life's not about that. He said, you know, we didn't – they helped me a little bit get on my feet with starting the company. So we didn't help you because of that. He said, and, and, and if your life is all about the business and it's all about – um, pursuing that goal, then you're doing it wrong. And you have that enlightening moment that of balance in your life because if my, and we ended up kind of reconnecting and everything worked out with two beautiful children and she is on a daily basis such a fantastic guiding light for me. I get up in the morning with a smile on my face. Um, I come home from a business meeting and I can't wait to see her. She's my best friend. Uh, and she's such the foundation for me and going back to that previous statement about fear, I don't have any fear anymore when I'm with her. I don't need to, um, you know, in, in, in our relationship and with, uh, with Jesus and our, and our family. And, and, uh, so I was really excited about that piece, uh, where I took, you know, a failure where I was, I said, no, we were going our separate ways and to reconnect and give it another chance. Um, that was for me, it really gives a good foundation for my life to do the business. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and other things that, that we pursue. So it's kind of off topic, but at the same time to me, really, really relevant because behind every, if you want to call me a good leader, you want to call me a CEO, you want to, whatever, there is always a person behind the scenes that makes it work. And she's that for me. Greg, I, I think everything you said there was was right on point and extremely relevant for our audience and for our listeners. Uh, even for me, I you know shedding shedding fear. I I can't speak enough in terms of some of the things I've gone through and to, to hear that is that's common for all of us. All of us are there. All of us have been there where we're scared to take that next step and to be able to shed that fear. But the other piece that I just wrote down is life is not about the business. You know, life is not about winning the game. 
life is about the journey that you're on and the people that you're on that journey with. And I, you know, and, and just, you know, you're, you're just so blessed to have someone that's behind the scenes with you to help you through that journey and continue on that journey. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I feel honored to, to be part of this journey with you as, as we've started our relationship, uh, you know, what, three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Let's uh, let's let's head into the locker room as we round up this game because I think we've we've all been winners today. So let's go into the locker room with Boyd. Greg, I think uh, I think it's good kicking the pants you're, that you got from your dad. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Oh my gosh, that would, that would have been yes, yes, yeah, the, the the great talking to that I got. <laughs> yeah, that that's a annual uh, sending me a thank you card. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Yeah, that's that's very fun and great information again in the second half. But uh, bringing it to the locker room, I got a couple of questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all three questions that we have here, and I would like you just to pick the one that stands out most to you, and just hammer it home for us. So here are the three questions. Can you share with us a big aha moment on your journey? I think maybe we've already covered that one. <laughs> what are you most excited about today? Or the last question is, what can you tell our listeners that you know that would help us grow? Uh, well, I guess what listeners need to know uh, in order to grow, um, I, I, you know, to me, nothing good ever comes easy. I mean, th- this is going to be a journey for anybody in whatever path that you're on. Um, stay humble, stop this whole entitlement thing. Uh, it is just getting out of control. Uh, listen to people, uh, you know, be structured in what you do and be logical, but at the same time, be creative and think outside the box. Um, expand your skill set. Uh, I, so many kids that I, that I, I come across, I mean, they just want to jump right into something, but your 20s are, are for gathering up uh, skills. So in your 30s, you can use them, and maybe you can be paid on those in your 40s. As so many kids, and they, they literally come out of college, and where's my, my six-figure paycheck? Uh, your babies, you, you know nothing. <laughs> Keep on the path. Um, I, I think that uh, have fun along the way, which is something that I needed to learn. I mean, it's not all about... Um, what you're doing, you have to have balance in your life, and um, and if you, you you really believe in what you're doing, and you have a good product, or you believe in yourself, you know I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, um, and it's and for us it's getting a lot brighter. Um, I, I started this company with my sister. We joke all the time that um, we started this in the in literally a garage, like we were uh, Apple. Uh, we, I don't consider us Apple yet, uh, but we started in a garage. We laugh all the time about what's happening to us, things that we wouldn't possibly imagine, wouldn't possibly imagine could ever possibly happen to us and who we're in meetings with and who's trying to partner with us or who's trying to acquire us. And we just laugh because little old us and we just stayed humble and stayed true to who we are and what we know is right. And what do you know? There's actually positive things happening for us. So that would be kind of my lesson uh, for everybody um, uh, or, or, or my, I guess, nugget of truth that I know that's worked for us. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely fantastic. And I know we're trying to keep this uh, podcast with peak performance mentoring as professional as we can, but I, I've got to tell you where I am sitting right now in my garage. <laughs> this is my office. This mm-hmm. is where the creativity happens. This is where it all happens. But for our listeners, especially for our listeners who do not read at all, the only thing you really need to do is to grab hold of this podcast and repeat it often, especially when we get into the locker room. Before I turn it back over to Christian, nothing good comes easy. Stay humble. Be creative. Expand your skill set. Stay on the path. Have fun, and you will get where you're going. Great advice in the, la- in the locker room. We do appreciate your time, and I'm going to turn it back over to Christian for any final thoughts. Wow, what a great what a great morning just to spend with both of you guys and Greg you 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 delivered. You delivered like I knew you would be able to deliver. Um, you know, I as I shared before early on, I really really do believe that College Fit Finder is a premium product for helping families, athletes, coaches find the right fit for their students. And we're not just talking about soccer. You guys are not just a soccer company. You're, you're sports agnostic. And so why don't you share with us a little bit more about where we can learn more about College Fit Finder and where, we can, uh, where are your resources located? Uh, if you go to our website, collegefitfinder.com, you can read a little bit more about what we do. Uh, there's some uh, overview videos there as well that might give you a little bit of a better understanding of uh, how we do what we do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we covered this in the beginning. We are a technology company that provides solutions for people that are going to struggle in the recruiting process. Everybody will do it. doesn't matter how good you are. Um, you will struggle through it. And so uh, it's just, you know, you're really going to go through life without your cell phone. Most people would say no now. Uh, God forbid we don't have Facebook. Uh, to me, this is like that for the recruiting process. If you don't have some sort of technology or tool to help you step by step, uh, you're, you're just doing it wrong. This has been Christian DeVries and Boyd Hamlin on the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, where we go beyond X's and O's to connect, inspire, equip, and propel you and your team towards peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams you coach. <laughs>